you doing? I'm Mike Gaddy, and welcome to the Patterson Park Podcast Weekend Update. I am here live with Shelly Brown right here in the studio, the very first person live, other than my Aunt Jean. <laughs> uh, and I am so excited to have you. Thank you and welcome. Thank you for coming on. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. It is live in person. It's the most exciting thing in 13 months. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we were going down the uh, the sidewalk and it was, she actually threw her arms around me and said, oh my God, I've been released from COVID prison because... <laughs> and I didn't even ask permission. No, I no, apologize. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huggy person. Matthew's not. Um, so... Let's review a little bit about what you do for the people who watch the podcast. And it's been a while since you were on. You were one of the very first episodes. Uh, and you have a new book coming out, World Girl, Weird Girl Adventures. But you have been a busy bee with other things, too. You have um, brought on uh, Weird Person of the Week on your Instagram feed. Mm -hmm. You have been very active on Clubhouse, doing uh, engaging with people on Clubhouse. In fact, you're the, one of the people who turned me on to Clubhouse. Uh, in fact, you invited me on to Clubhouse, but um, Aaron Brown, it used Aaron's invitation. That's okay. Know, brown, brown, right. brown. <laughs> uh, I know. He is a busy bee, too. Yeah. Uh, and you, are you still doing your greeting cards, your collage cards? So no. So this is the whole evolution. When the pandemic started, I had been traveling around, um, doing, uh, mindfulness education, rockstar mindfulness people, not Lululemon, not like what he does in his yoga room, mindfulness. <laughs> this is like mindfulness for skeptics and people who aren't sure about it and people who think it's weird and woo-woo in a corporate setting. So anyway. Remind people what mindfulness is. When you say you're a mindfulness coach, remind them the definition of mindfulness because yeah. I could use a refresher. So I'm not a mindfulness coach. I'm a mindfulness educator. And mindfulness is really present moment awareness. It's really becoming the driver of your awareness so that when you get distracted, you practice mindfulness and you have the ability to steer your car right back to right now. The moment we're living in right now. This second. Live in our studio. Yay! <laughs> this moment. This is our mindfulness moment. Yeah. So I did. So I was doing that until March of 2020, which of course the world shut down. And I got really quiet. I got really quiet, was listening to music and really just wondering what the heck I was going to do. I was on social media way too much. And so I started uh, doing my Hancock collage and I turned it into a greeting card line. And then I got even more kind of quiet and put all my stories together for my book and taught myself to draw during the pandemic and I love it. It's a really fun, creative expression. And also um, wrote a couple of TEDx style talks and have a brand new keynote and a brand new brand. And So you taught yourself to draw. And one of my favorite things you just posted, um, posted today, <laughs> and it's you jumping out of the world, but it's the, it's the quote, at the bottom of the post or towards the bottom of the post, which I thought was, was really um, indicative of how you feel right now with the pandemic coming to an end. And 
hit home for me about how I feel. And the quote is, part of me wants to close the lid and part of me feels like I'm standing in a queue and my flight keeps getting canceled. So you've had a little bit of a hard time. You're calling it post-pandemic stress disorder, <laughs> which I love. Tell me a yeah. little bit about that. I think we all are waiting for life to start while at the same time, while at the same time, it's, it's kind of scary. And so dealing with all these different emotions of like fear and, and uncertainty and self-consciousness. I mean, like I'm in front of you today and it feels so weird to be <laughs> in front of people without my selfie ring and my perfect lighting and angle camera. And it's like, I'm ready, but wait, it's, it's almost like you're making your debut on stage and there's excitement and trepidation, but there's also other things. There's a, a sadness, a longing, a grieving. Yeah, it's I, a lot. I've seen on um, on some news reports where people are retreating back and saying, you know what, I really don't want to go back to the office. I, mm -hmm. I really want to stay doing things on uh, Zoom. Um, I... I was just on a business trip in Phoenix, as you know, and it seemed to me like I was expecting everything to be business as normal again, you know, with a few more masks in the picture. Mm -hmm. But nobody seems to know what's going on. You know, the hotels aren't geared up. And, and I think the transition is really hard. But it's, it, has it been hard for you? You and your what you have traditionally done in the past before the pandemic was going out to events and speaking right. and doing your mindfulness education. education. <laughs> it's, it's not like, activism. It's like Be allowing your weirdness. I, I mangle it every time. Are you anticipating those events starting back up or is it still slow going? I think it'll be a hybrid, right? I think it'll be some virtual, some live. I want to be live. I mean, that is my desire. You know, I think we long we're, we long for connection and we long for it in meaningful connection. And I think that part of the trepidation is is there's a very human there's a very human desire for us to connect in a more meaningful way to not lose our humanity again and get lost in the hustle of life. Yeah. You described on our last, um, our last talk for the podcast as life being a freight train on top of a roller coaster going down a rabbit hole. Yes. And this confuses the daylights out of me, much like mindfulness awareness <laughs> does or embracing your, no, allowing your weirdness. I make one every time. Um, but, but I think it's good. I think right now in particular, we're in one of those freight train racing times where it's going straight down into a rabbit hole. But as you've said in the past, it, it, it always seems like it's kind of the same. I think it's a little bit of a push pull. So I don't think that it's a complete, and what I mean by roller coaster to a freight train down a rabbit hole is when we're in the, you know, the stress cycle and we're on autopilot, we are thinking 25 different things, you know, all at once. Right. And 
in fear and remorse and regret and worry and past and all this stuff and it and it and we're reactive we're not responsive and the reactivity is why it feels like a freight train to a roller coaster down a rabbit hole but i think right now it's a little bit of a push pull because there's a feeling like we're going to get sucked into that vortex again and i think that part of us maybe and i've never articulated this and i'm just thinking it right as we're talking you know i think Part of it is we're protective of our own souls. And this is starting to produce some anxiety again. That's what I've heard with the other, um, on the news, people saying, wait a second, I'm not sure I want to go back to the office, you know, uh, 15 hours a day, lose touch with my family. I have found some self-centeredness it, under the pandemic, and I'm not sure I want to rush back into what it was like before. Because there's, because I think there's a few things going on, obviously. You know, when we've had the opportunity to have our individuality, we've had the opportunity to just be a human being, right? So we haven't had to go into an office Maybe on your Zoom, you have to put on some kind of front or no pants or whatever it is. <laughs> but I think people are fearful about losing their humanity and what that will mean to what we've gained. And I don't mean to get like completely philosophical here. But that's just kind of what I think the sense is that we're going to lose some of the things that we've been able to grasp back, yeah. claw back. And, and, and it is humanity. Right. Yeah. Uh, on one of your other posts, and I don't have a graphic of this, you said that life is like a very long after-school special. Some of you may remember what an after-school special is. <clears throat> Those that are our age. Others, probably not. Uh, but you said it's a, it's a journey and a continuum. It's this weird life. Can you elaborate a little sure. bit more on that? And I do want to say that when I say weird, it's not fly your freak flag weird. It is, we're all weird. We're just different weird. And it's the, the thoughts and the feelings that we believe separate us are actually our greatest connection. And I, I will tell you more about that when we talk about the weird human of the week. But what I mean by this is we all have our journeys. We all go through things in life and it is like a, like a, like an after school special, but there's not usually a resolution in an hour and whatever we're struggling with as individuals or with our families or with our friends or in life, it's, it's, it resolves when it resolves it. Life, life takes the course that it's supposed to take. And so, it and sometimes it doesn't resolve, right? It's that's true. But, but it's life on life's terms and it doesn't, it doesn't come to some like sweet conclusion in an hour. <laughs> in an after school special, right. like bubble boy all of a right. sudden gets out of the bubble. Um, okay. So let's talk about the weird human of the week. Uh, yes. Cause you brought that up. Tell me, this is on Instagram. Uh, you feature a different person each week uh, as a poster child for weirdness and yeah, and you've got my friend Brant, who is like the coolest rock star, awesome, nice guy. But everybody has a weird. And what my philosophy is that 
we can all trace back to something in our lives. And for a lot of us, it was when we were young where we thought to ourselves, I'm weird, I'm different. Something, something's weird about me. And we don't know that our weird's weird until it gets judged. And sometimes it's a really, you know, it could be bullying or whatever. But our weird usually ends up serving us and ends up serving other people. So I'm going to ask you, what's your weird? Oh, God. Yeah, my weird's not G-rated. <laughs> but I can, I, I can tell you what I think. It, what I, think. I think of my weird as being hyper-awareness on creativity and on having a a mind that is always questioning why somebody's doing something. My mom describes it to me as something my sister once said to her. And my, and my sister meant it as an insult. My mom and I have both like totally embraced it as being something other than an insult, as being a compliment, which is, mom, if you're walking down the street, and there's a guy standing there and he has an ice cream cone stuck to his head, you will ask him, sir, do you realize you have an ice cream cone stuck to your head? And then you will ask him what kind of ice cream it is, whether it's lactose intolerant ice cream, whether it's chocolate chip ice cream, whether it's a waffle cone or a sugar cone. My point is that both of us, my mom and I, have this real curiosity Love it. as to what people are up to and doing and we ask 10 million pesky questions to try to get at that and some people think it's freaking weird i love that and i have that too i met somebody one day walking down the street it's i think it's in the book and and she just kind of lobbed it out there that her boyfriend was in the circus and i had to add like whoa but anyway let me go back to my theory so you thought that you're you thought that it was weird for you to be curious Hyper curious, not just hyper curious, like asking. <laughs> All right, yes. and and your curiosity was judged, but it serves you and it serves others. So how does your curiosity serve others? I mean, we're sitting here right now, and your curiosity is serving you by building this epic podcast platform. And you should see this, people. This is serious, <laughs> serious studio. Like, I mean, it's glamour. I had the glam team put my lipstick on. As you can see, it's perfect. She's, I just, mean, she, she's referring to my Tim Gunn photo over there. I, <laughs> I it's so the glam squad. Anyway, this is serious showbiz and his curiosity is paying off because he has brought us all, all of us, Right now it's Baltimore, but next the world. So, <laughs> so you, your curiosity has led you to focus on all these other weird people, doing a profile on them on Instagram, yeah, and then running them as a, as a feature. And that's the I asked them four from. questions: What is your weird? When did you decide it was weird? How does it serve you? How does it serve others? Brian happens to have five coffee makers. <laughs> that's that's his weird. You know, how does he what? Well, how does it serve him? It literally fuels his creativity. And then his creativity is a gift to us. So what does, what does he do? He was a rock star and now he is a big, huge keynote and he's an educator and he is a brilliant, brilliant speaker. And he's also owns the PR company that does my Instagram PR. 
Which brings me to, hold on, let me find it. There it is, your new book. <laughs> this is my one and only copy. <laughs> yes, she, she she came into that the studio and was like, "This is my only copy. You can't have it." <laughs> I, no, but you did bring me a present. Thank you. Okay. You're so welcome. Um, okay, so you describe this book, Weird Girl Adventures, as being a cross between Sex in the City. I don't have the quote in front of me. And it's kind of the intersection of sex in the city, mindfulness. And, and I will tell you, the woman who my friend wrote the, the preface and she said, it's as if Glennon Doyle, Lucille Ball and Irma Mombeck stirred their DNA together and I popped out in a gluten-free DNA cake with a tiara and pink hair. As a gay man. What do you always call yourself? A gay man in a woman's body. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so the you have had some excerpts on Instagram, uh, including one uh, you did a live reading. I'm going to reproduce that here because I thought it was really, really super cute. Um, where uh, And I use the non-politically correct term for this. Uh, <laughs> I walked, She walked in and I said, oh, so we, we can do a reading. I want you to do the video reading. And she's like, shh. <laughs> you you you, right. you stumbled over that word. They I, didn't hear what you yeah. said. I said midget. <laughs> I know, I know. The politically correct term is um, little person. Yeah, <laughs> I had to think for a second. And Miles Imler, who's coming up on the next, we have part two of Miles coming out, who um, uh, would not be happy with me for you know disparaging but you know I, I mean come on think of the disparaging words they used to know, for I gay know, people and if they somebody said that to you you'd be like ah, ah. but we have embraced gay people have really embraced these disparaging words to become sort of champions queer being one of them the q in some LGBTQ. of them not right. though yeah anyway so <laughs> <laughs> moving on before you get into the live live feed weeks um why don't you take a second and read one of the excerpts from your book because I think it gives a better indication of what's coming out on the book. And the book is available for pre-order on Amazon. There are links on your And Barnes and Nobles and Target if you don't like the big machine. <laughs> and on my website. And uh, this is your Instagram so that people know at World Weird Girl Adventures. And um, but it's available for pre-order now. When will it actually publish? June. 22nd it will be released oh that's like summer solstice it is uh-huh <laughs> i knew that <laughs> that that is after three delays i knew that <laughs> <laughs> that is a very auspicious day the mayans would be most impressed with you <laughs> maya, right. maya. so here okay. is an excerpt from weird girl adventures shelly brown sex in the city meets mindfulness and by the way this is not a book. This is a perfect beach read because it's not telling you how to do anything. It's just fun stories, and I think you'll see yourself in them. And you don't have to read it linear. You can literally serendipitously pick a story and start reading anywhere. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. This story is called Issues. You may recall my telling you that many years ago, I walked around crying, I want a lobotomy. I want a lobotomy. Mom, you can't have a lobotomy. Me, I want a lobotomy. I want a lobotomy. You might think I was just a crazy teenager, but you'd be wrong. I was in my 30s and still filled with the angst 
and drama of my 19th nervous breakdown. I thought I'd left all that behind until yesterday when I wished for a soundproof room with padding where I could thrash around punching shit while screaming angry curse words and crying until my lungs wore out. Was it because of a man? No. Was it because I need meds? Maybe, but that wasn't it. Was it because something horrifying and unacceptable happened in my life? No, it wasn't that either. Was I in my personal hell? Yes. My personal hell is a place filled with loud, cocky, angst, hipster millennials. It's a place where every guy looks like a member of Mumford and Sons and all the women shun makeup. No, it's not Lollapalooza, nor an Arcade Fire concert. No, it's not some hipster, independent coffee shop serving the latest trend in cold brewed coffee and a donut. No, not a craft cocktail lounge playing Daft Funk on vinyl while everyone sits on low striped cushions and corduroy couches wearing color schemes of pants and tops that make no sense. I'll give you a hint. A woman walked around wearing a t-shirt stating, data is the new bacon. Excuse me, but fuck you. No, it is not. Okay, fine. Last hint. All the Mumford and Sons dudes and non-makeup-wearing ink millennials are wearing the exact same shirt. Slap yourself if you get this wrong. My hell is the Apple Store. <laughs> I, I love, I love Data is the new bacon. <laughs> mm, yeah, I'm no, like, fuck no. you, no it's not. <laughs> no, bacon is the new bacon. Uh, okay, we are running out of time, but I wanted to talk uh, a little bit briefly about your, every, the event spaces are opening up. You thrive like I do with live in-person events. How are you going to take all these disparate parts of your brand and meld them and move forward in the post-COVID live event space? Well, thank you for asking. And um, as a 25-year corporate veteran and specifically in the event space and hospitality meetings and event space, uh, how I'm going to meld that all together is I am a huge proponent of individuality and I've written a couple of talks on a personal growth, uh, for personal growth, which is allowing our, our individuality called what if weird isn't weird. And then I also have a signature talk for organizations about individuality being the key to inclusion. So that is what I'm bringing to the world. And hi, everybody. My name is Shelly Brown. I'm a keynote speaker, and I'd love to help you reach your event goals virtually or live. You can reach out to me, and I will not curse at your event. <laughs> Individuality is the key to inclusivity. Is the key to inclusivity, which is the perfect setup for Next on the podcast will be Miles Imler, who we explored what it means to be LGBTQIA+, particularly to be transsexual with Miles in the last episode. We'll continue our discussion coming up uh, next weekend. Um, I can't think of a better segue into, you know, 
embracing your individuality because Miles, that's one thing I'll say about him. He has always, always embraced who he is. And I think that's what's kept him sane since we've been friends in high school. Um, See, when you slay the bullshit people, (laughs) you can find your contentment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have gotten a lot out of following you and talking to you and having you on both the podcast and on this. I really appreciate you coming by as my first very live in person interview. People watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Shelly. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you so much. Um, So tune into the podcast uh, next week. It will come on Saturday, the new episode of part two with Miles Imler pre-order Shelly's book, Uh, on any of the major book platforms that we talked about. Meanwhile, have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody.